As we get ready to kick off the winter season of Secret to My Success, let's take a rewind back to the very first program and revisit where it all began. The exciting new winter season of Secret to My Success kicks off next week. Welcome to the Secret to My Success Show. Our guests will inspire, educate, and motivate our listeners who own a business or dream about being a business owner. Today's guests will share their stories and the secrets to their success. They have valuable insight with what they went through to start and grow their business. They will share the good, the bad, and the ugly. I promise it will be fun and valuable. Later in the show, former Major League Baseball player Luis Alaseo will be here talking to former celebrities and athletes about their transition from fame to being hands-on business owners. My name is Alan Bornstein. And I'm George Cruz. I'm kind of like the sidekick, but I'm better looking, younger, and funnier than Alan. Anyways, Alan and I will be with you throughout today's show getting insightful information. We believe you can learn from the successes and failures of today's guests. Each has unique and insightful experiences. This is the MBA program for those that graduated from the School of Hard Work and want to excel as business owners. Our first business owner on the hot seat is John Giasulu. Welcome and thanks for joining us at this ungodly hour of the morning. We know really busy business owners have to manage time better than everyone else to achieve results. And here you are. So I have a quick question. Uh-oh. That's good. I, I know you're a Yankees fan, right? Uh, yeah, of course. Come on, man. Come on. Out of East Boston? Where are you from? Um, East Boston originally. Grew up hating the Yankees with every fiber of my being. Awesome. Until we won a championship. And now we can just kind of goof on each other. I totally agree. That's exactly how My life was now. miserable as a child being a Red Sox fan. Uh, In Connecticut with all those Yankee fans. It was really bad. 75, 78. Oh, I don't even go there. It was painful. Listen, how long have you been in Florida? God, it's 25 years now. You can tell by the accent. Kind of dripping away. It's gone, right? It has not left you. <laughs> not at all. Let's talk business. That's what we're here to talk about. So tell me, what was your first business? Oh, my gosh. So I started selling cars as a kid. I tried college, lasted about two weeks, said, that's not for me. Broke my mother's heart, but uh, I started selling cars until I found out what I wanted to do, and it just clicked. Loved it, and I've been doing it for 30-something years now. Tell us a little bit about your business. So down here now, so we've got Classic Cars of Palm Beach, uh, independent used car dealer, just kind of an anti-car dealership, if you will. Kind of hate the way car dealers operate. Always have. I was a Saab nerd up in Boston, hated the car business, loved Saabs. Came down here, jumped into a Saab store, ran a couple of big stores, but then my wife and I finally got rid of all of our kids, empty nesters, and said, now it's time for us. I got what I wanted when I was a 20-year-old kid in my own store. You didn't drop these kids off on your way down to Florida. You actually took them. just kind of fell out of the car as we were driving. I'm I'm not an animal. (laughs) I slowed down. There you go. Before this business, what were you doing? So car sales. So I I had a, a pretty big company here in Palm Beach County, the largest independent dealer in the country. Started selling maybe 200 cars a month, grew to about 4,000 cars a month. And uh, it was big, it was fun, it was exciting, but it wasn't mine. So it's just, there was never a real connection to it. You know, it's, I wanted something of my own. I wanted to build it from the ground up. So is this your first business? Classic, yeah, first time I've ever had my own business, yes. Okay. Yeah, six years now. And what's the largest company you work for? You don't have to give me the name, but what, how, in size, what was the well, largest? Well, 900 company? employees, uh, selling about 4,000 cars a month. Um, kind of controlled chaos, and it was fun, and it was it was organized, and it was it was exciting, but it wasn't mine, and that's what kind of you know ultimately drove me away, just so to do it my way. So you went from this big business with all mm-hmm. these people yeah. to being the guy that started your own, yeah, and you had to be the guy that did everything. Scary as hell, right? Yeah, you think like you're in business for 35 years, you think you know everything, you think you're the <laughs> alpha dog, you're at the top of your game, and then you jump into this thing with both feet, and you realize, oh my god. I had people to do that. Now I'm the people. Like, that was a scary thing. That is awesome. Well, I'm the young one here, and I still think I know everything. But (laughs) off of your first business, what would you have considered to be um, your largest challenge, kind of getting it off its feet? Fear. I mean, fear paralyzes people. It's, It's so easy to work for somebody else. I think you go to work every day wanting to prove you're worth that money, you're worth that paycheck. And I find that a, a great driver. For, for motivating me every single day. Mm-hmm. But when you make the jump to go do it yourself, some people just aren't cut out to work for themselves. They're, they're lazy by nature. They don't have anything pushing them. But the fear of, like, what if I fail? I mean, that's why I never tried it when I had kids. I mean, I raised six kids, and, like, I never had the guts to go out on my own and try it because what if it didn't work? You made all these people rich, but what if when you did it for yourself, that was the one time you failed? Absolutely. And the fear was paralyzing. 
So I was you're glad exposed. we got over it. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, just and, – and, again, you think you know everything. You think you're so good at what you do. Well, what if, you know, shedding away everything else and it's just you there trying to make this thing work? What if it doesn't work? Then there's no team to blame it on, man. You either sink or swim. It's like wrestling. I wrestled in high school. That was a great sport because you either won or you lost. There's no blaming anybody. Right. It's all on you. Tell me what you like the least about your business. What I like the least about the reputation, honestly. Um, <laughs> you, you ask anybody. You tell people. You mean yours or the industry? The industry. Okay. No, the, I, I, <laughs> well, actually, I'm very proud of ours. I mean, honestly, because we, you know, from the get-go, Nat and I said, like, this is going to be a different kind of place. We're going to, like, if you're a customer out there and you hate going to car dealers, we built this the way you would build a car dealership. That's what we we're all about. It's people got to love us. They got to love doing business with us. Otherwise, they can go anywhere. I mean, we're not special in that way. We have cars, they have cars. We sell cars, they sell cars. It's the people, and that's what makes mm-hmm. the difference. And now the team's kind of grown to about seven people. They all understand that, that you know, they're on every day. Yeah. Every interaction, they need to be on the money. Absolutely, and, I, and that would be one of the benefits to actually owning your own business. Control. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, control the narrative. And what are some other benefits you would say now that you own your own business? What would be some of the benefits that you actually feel from Again, one of the best, for me, my age, I'm getting a little bit long, you get to mentor people. You get to bring them along. And that's, that's kind of, it's nice watching them grow into these positions that they didn't think they were capable of. So that, to me, is probably the most rewarding part. The growth of it. Yeah, the growth of the people the inside the business. The growth of the, the people, the yeah. company, everything it's good stuff. building. Tell me, resistance from family or friends? Because here you are going from this great job, probably make a lot of money, like you said. Starting from zero. They thought I was crazy. Like, at this stage of your life, why do you want to take all that on right now? But I'm a workaholic. I start at 4 in the morning. I sometimes finish 10 or 11 if I can stay awake that late. I love the work. I, my, my mother-in-law just said to me today, you will never retire. I sold this to Natalie as semi-retirement. She kind of scoffs at it now. It's our inside joke <laughs> that this was semi-retirement. I call it there's a fine line between dedication and stupidity. And most of us business owners, we cross it all day long. And anybody asks me, I tell them, you know, I, I love that I only work half a day. And they're like, really? I'm like, sure, from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. I only work half a day. Some people won't get that. <laughs> Most yeah. business owners should they get that because it. that's they what do. they have to do. Yeah. Let's talk about what you feel are your benefits of owning your business. What is it that truly you get the most out of in what you do? Okay, so again, so we, we grow these people. We teach them how to how to do it the right way. They got to break a lot of habits. Imagine some of these guys have been doing it for 20 years. So we teach them how to break those bad habits that they had. And then the customer interaction is where it's all at. People love being talked to just one-on-one, not customer and salesman. It's just two people talking about a car. And chances are we can make it all work. And if somebody likes what we have, let's get them delivered in 30 minutes. And if you read the reviews over and over and over again, that's what comes up. It was just the real deal. We just got to, we got to talk. We had laughs. We goofed around we delivered a car and it was well under an hour and they're like seriously we're all done like yeah the plates on the car (laughs) you know your finance books on its way to you like everything's done and they're just expecting the shoe to drop i definitely i bought a car from you as well and that was that was my first reaction was as soon as i had bought it i asked what was next it's like well you have the license plate everything's already set up your insurance is covered and all you have to do is just drive off the lot with it i i left the lot driving my brand new car and it's great because there are hundreds of these testimonials yeah. online that that preach about you and and your and your customer service and your team we love and, it and i think that's one of the the yeah. awesome things about your company definitely mutually beneficial let me ask you this is a funny thing but one of the oh. business owners that i admire the most when i was a young guy was listening to lee iacocca mm-hmm. i mean here's a guy that's down kicked out of ford I mean, seriously, he had some ideas they thought was crazy, like the minivan. (laughs) And he went to Chrysler, and he went up there, and he did his own commercial and said, buy it for me, I guarantee it. That guy motivated me. Who motivates you? Who would you say inspired you in business? Other than you, of course. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you. Gotta throw that out there. Uh, actually, no, I've had a couple of great owners that kind of taught me the business. Fred Shaw at Shaw Saab was just the most honorable person I had ever met. Straightforward, honest guy, not a car salesman. And I learned a lot from him. But like I tell my employees, sometimes you can see somebody, you really can't learn much from them because they have a talent level you're not capable of. And then there were bad influences in your life. And you can learn so much more from those bad influences. It'll teach everybody, regardless of your talent level, what not to do. And that, to me, well, that's more of a driver for me, is looking at all the bad examples out there and cutting those out of my life. Let's not do this. So I'm going to ask you a question that ties right into what you just said. I want you to think about the worst customer you ever had. 
What did you learn? Can I from name them by name? Yeah, no, <laughs> that's not me. You, I, I want you to talk about the worst customer. Please don't name them by name. But what did you learn from them? I, I honestly had a, a customer who bought a Bentley from us. Gorgeous car, right? Expensive. Like, you better have a little bit of money. You're going out buying a Bentley. He buys the car. He brings it straight to the Bentley store and says, "Tell me everything this car needs." They, they saw a free ticket. They wrote him up a $33,000 repair order. Little things like the, the third tail light was like cracked, the spider webbed a little bit because it was an 07. It was a $7,700 repair. And he demanded that we pay all this. I looked at him like, who would do that? Like, don't you feel insulted by all of that? Th those kinds of things. Un irrational people just set me off. It's like, let's just let's, let's be reasonable here. That's what we want out of people. And how'd that whole thing work out for you? He understood. We actually, we showed him. We, we brought it to an independent garage. The independent garage knocked off half of the stuff saying, that's all just crap. They're just trying to make money on you. Beep, 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 beep. And the customer took care of all of it. So all of it, like he should. And it was just easy. And we're still friends and sold two more cars since then. Well, John, we want to thank you for being here. Oh, You're an amazing you guy. Me. We appreciate you being here. We wish you the most amount of success in your business and continue to help people. They need it because you know they're not getting the love from a lot of other car dealerships. We got lots of love to spare. We appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you so Thank you so much. There are lots of reasons that Classic Cars of Palm Beach is the very best of the very best. Classic Cars of Palm Beach has been family owned and operated from the very start. There's no haggle pricing at Classic Cars of Palm Beach. There are no dealer fees and you will not find a single commissioned salesperson on that lot. Owner operator John Gialuso does business the right way. Learn more. Call 561-370-5067. 561-370-5067. Six, seven for Classic Cars of Palm Beach, LLC. Tom Reed at WGP Insurance Services is fantastic. Tom's been helping companies save money on their commercial auto insurance, general liability, workers' comp, and more. Customers comment how great Tom is and how much they like working with him. They say things like, he listens to me. He doesn't sell me stuff I don't need. He has saved me thousands of dollars. All you have to do is call Tom at 561-953-2007, extension 105. He'll give you a free analysis of all your commercial policies. Nothing to buy. Find out how much you should be saving or have been overpaying. Tom reduced commercial auto from 27000 to 14000 for one of his newest clients. He can do the same for you. Call Tom Reed at WGP Insurance Services, 561-953-2007, extension 105. I'm Tom Reed, and I approve this message. When it comes to health coverage, you want solid value from a trustworthy company you can rely on. Florida Blue offers Medicare Advantage plans that can help you get more out of your health coverage. And don't you want more? Call Apple Insurance, your local agency for Florida Blue, at 888-MY-BLUE-8 to have all your Medicare questions answered and learn about different options. Don't settle for less than the value and stability Florida Blue has delivered throughout the state of Florida to Medicare beneficiaries for more than 25 years. Value, security, knowledge, and trust. Blue Medicare from Florida Blue means more. Call Apple Insurance at 888-MY-BLUE-8 today to speak to a licensed agent about your Medicare Advantage options. That's 888-MY-BLUE-8. Apple Insurance and Florida Blue. Call 888-MY-BLUE-8 today. Florida Blue is an independent license of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association. Good morning. This is Alan Bornstein and George Cruz with Secret to My Success. Hello, everyone. How are we doing? We'd like to thank you for being here at this <laughs> ungodly hour, Saturday morning. We appreciate you being here, and we have a very special guest with us. Some of you might not know her by her name, <laughs> Cynthia Bauer. However, she was every young man's fantasy and dream in a little movie called Animal House. And I know it's way behind her, and she doesn't like to talk about it, but we're just going to get into it real quick, and then we're going to get into this really cool business she has. So, Cynthia, we have to ask, how did you get into that movie? <laughs> Hi, Ellen. It's a pleasure to be here to talk with you. I really in, um, thank you for inviting me. Um, how did I get into that movie? Well, I was a young actress in L.A., and I submitted my, my photograph. And um, I got a call one day to say that they thought that I'd be perfect for this part. And I, um, I remember that I decided to hitchhike to the studios because I thought that would toughen me up by the time I got there. <laughs> I could do a better job. 
of, of, of interviewing for it. And um, so I did, and John Landis had his wife sitting next to him um, for this role because, um, as you know, I did expose part of my body. And so I had to, you know, show that part of my body to make sure that it, I had no uh, issues. And it was very sweet, and they were very sweet, and the part was, you know, my first big part, and met a lot of uh, friends there. Um, it was a it was a very wild party time movie. I was a pretty innocent young girl. I kind of held hands with some of the more innocent uh, actors there, <laughs> and um, yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, I I really did enjoy it. I I loved it. Yeah. And that sounds, I decided to get out of the. That sounds amazing. I decided to get out of the. Oh, it was. It was a good start, and I started getting other roles after that. But um, I decided to get out of the business because I felt I I exper- experienced the whole thing of the Me Too movement that they talk about now, and I didn't want to be a part of that. So I moved on, and I went back to fashion design school and studied um, clothing design and. Started my first, well, my first big business was my clothing design business. How long ago was that? And tell us about that. Oh gosh, that was uh, that was a long time ago. That was let's say forty, no, thirty-five years ago. And um, and I went to school at Los Angeles Trade Tech, and I. Um, I just loved it. I was so passionate about it. I started winning, you know, different uh, little awards from the school. And as soon as I graduated from that, I started my own business. I, um, when I was an actress and a model, my, uh, my, my favorite photographer became my husband. And so we lived in a big photo studio in Hollywood. And I set up my clothing design business and hired my first three team. And well, my husband was a, a commercial photographer, and um, we did. I did that for two years there. Sold to some very high-end um, stores. I I bought. I did all silk. I was known as the silk um, designer. And then my husband and I decided that we wanted to get out of the rat race of L.A. And we picked <laughs> on the map. We picked New Zealand because they spoke English, and we thought maybe we'll have a sheep farm someday. So <laughs> anyway, we went. We came over. We came to New Zealand and explored it and fell in love with it. And it took us a year to kind of go through the whole motions of um, immigrating. And so we packed up our bags and all of our furniture and came to New Zealand. And, and do I've you have a sheep farm? For, I think, I had a goat farm of all things. Yes, we did eventually. I, I, we got over here with my clothing design business on the entrepreneur scheme, and so we ran that for two years, and my husband did his photography. And then my knitting lady, who um, I used to go pick up my knitwear from her, she did silk um, knit, knitwear to go with my clothing, and I fell in love with her goats. And she had names for them all, and she'd tell me, I remember their names today, and, and Doris would tell me all about them and how much she loved them. And she, there was a big scheme in New Zealand that if you bought these goats that you would get a total 100% tax write-off. So I decided that I would buy, I'd go to an auction and I'd buy some goats, and Doris said that she could take care of them for me. And I just, I fell in love with it. So I ended up, um, I ended up closing my fashion business, selling all everything I had to local fashion designers, and I we bought a goat farm, and I started breeding goats for five years, and then I fell in love with their mohair. I designed a, a yarn. I was I my kitchen turned into a laboratory, and then I found a spinning company to spin my yarns, and I started. I learned how to create knitwear and um or design knitwear and then i started selling i came back to the united states and went to knitwear shows and sold my knitting patterns and my yarns and then one day a big company in new zealand um offered me a opportunity i didn't refuse which was to um they bought my company and put me on um on retainer and i traveled um the u.s and canada for five years inspiring people at events um, how to knit, and therefore they would buy my patterns and um, Alliance Textiles yarns, and that was that was amazing. That was an amazing time. And then the knitwear business went down, and Alliance suffered, and there just wasn't any money. There was as trends do, there wasn't that much money into it anymore. So I continued to get royalties, but I, I met a girlfriend at a yoga workshop, and she had a business 
called Touch the Earth, and she needed a she needed someone to come in with her. And I thought, what a beautiful thing to do! So I did, and we had that for five years. And then I met um, at that time. I uh, Marsh, my first husband, and I broke up. So we, I went looking for candles for our store, and I met my second husband who had just um, started a candle business. He was from Switzerland. I fell in love with the candles and him, and we came to in that the order? day where I now live. Mm-hmm. The candles yep. first. <laughs> the candles yep. first, and then uh, just, yep. just checking. Okay, never mind. Keep, yep. Continue. Sorry, never mind. And we came. We decided after two years of we were his best customer. We decided that we we went on a holiday in Golden Bay, where I live, which is absolutely beautiful part of New Zealand. It's just so picturesque and gorgeous. And we decided we'd move here together and set up the candle business together. He asked me to be a partner, so we did, and I haven't looked back. And I've been doing this now for 23 years. Wow. Cynthia, um, you're the perfect example of a person who never took a left turn. You took a series of little turns and (laughs) landed up in New Zealand, of all places, making candles. Mm -hmm. A long, long way from being in a movie. So let's talk about your candles, because I personally have bought a few, and they're amazing. So tell oh, us a little bit about your, your yeah, candle thank shop. Thank you. Well, it's it's basically a home fragrance and candle company that it started with one person and now I've got 23 staff. And we sell to Australia. I sell on Amazon in, in the USA, and that's how you and I kind of met through that in um, other ways. And then we sell throughout New Zealand. We're a big supplier of wholesale stores in New Zealand, and then we're a big online presence. So... We're not just candles, but we are home fragrance, room sprays, we candles, um, diffusers, body care, body lotions, and so we built. I built a brand over these years. But the candle that we're so famous for is called the Icicle, which is the one we sell on Amazon, and that in itself is a story. So we created this. Um, I would get molds, and this one is an obelisk one, and. One day, um, many years ago, 15 years ago, my my crazy kissy candle maker asked if she could um, play around with a mold with different materials. And I said, well, let's try it with a plant and the beeswax. So we did. And over a course of, I don't know, three or four months, we kept trying different wicks. And then one day, this icicle, which is obelisk, started looking like Gaudi's Cathedral in Spain. It was amazing. And I thought, oh, my God, that's so beautiful. I hope other people like it as much as we do. So... We um, we just started creating it and improving on it, and over the years, the, the the team I've got now, the girls, they're just such perfectionists, and they really take pride in what they do, and we've just perfected it over the years, and it just has this beautiful, um, beautiful lace-like pattern as it burns down, and everybody loves it. So that's kind of our famous product that we make. So <laughs> a few questions. One, where can people buy your candles online? Because I don't think people are driving to New Zealand to get it. Yeah. No. Well, at the moment, they can buy them on Amazon, which is um, Amazon.com, I think, slash Living Light. We have the brand presence there, so they can buy them there right now. They're all available on icicles. And and soon, I'll probably be um, starting a, a website in the USA, um, either on either with Amazon or on our own, that will be selling our new range that we've just been creating over the last year and a half. But that hasn't happened yet. But the icicles are on Amazon, and we'd love people to buy them and, and support Awesome. <laughs> so one last question, any advice that you could give to a young woman starting out, thinking about starting her own business, what advice would you leave for them? Gosh, well, I guess the thing that I, the biggest thing that I learned and I would tell my 20 year old self is that um, when you're building something or building a brand, don't try to be everything to everybody. You simplify what you have and really stand by that and know that what you're doing is there to improve other people's lives and that it's about that. It's about giving to those people, whoever it is you're, you're creating for and think about that more than anything. And also to know that your team is absolutely, if you're, if you're growing and you're having people work for you, your team is your biggest asset and to be really aware of what you're looking for so that you've got the best team possible. Um, Be very discerning about that. And to basically, I think what I, I think I have to go back to just don't try to be everything to everybody. And also find people that you want to model. Like there's so many people out there. There's a whole self-education revolution at the moment. And so just 
find people online that you can actually learn from. I'm still learning from people. I still join courses and go to events um, online so that I can learn. And I think that's really helpful. Yeah, finding your tribe. Mm. Cynthia, we can't thank you enough for being with us. Thank you so much. You're amazing. We're going to want to bring you back and have you again on our show. We would love to have you back. Absolutely. Your your story is so inspirational for people that are listening in. I feel like a lot of people can relate oh. to the what you've been saying this whole show. So thank you so much for showing up Oh, today. good. You're so welcome. It was a pleasure. Yeah, I will be happy to do that again. Thank you, guys. Thank Enjoy you. Enjoy your day. Thank you so much. Living Light New Zealand creates exquisite handmade obelisk candles called the Icicle. Their statuesque form creates a lace-like pattern when they burn, which is often referred to as Gaudi's Cathedral in Spain. Made from natural plant and beeswax, a cotton wick, and exquisitely fragranced, this magical candle is sure to make a dramatic and captivating centerpiece for your home. They can be purchased on Amazon at www.amazon.com slash livinglight. Your workers' comp specialist. No money down workers' comp. Pay for your coverage as you use it. Non-compliant workers' comp fines from the state of Florida start at $1,000 when you get caught. They will find you. When you have questions and need help, WGP Insurance Services will answer your call. Getting the right coverage can save you thousands of dollars a year. Call 561-953-2007. When it comes to health coverage, you want solid value from a trustworthy company you can rely on. Florida Blue offers Medicare Advantage plans that can help you get more out of your health coverage. And don't you want more? Call Apple Insurance, your local agency for Florida Blue, at 888-MY-BLUE-8 to have all your Medicare questions answered and learn about different options. Don't settle for less than the value and stability Florida Blue has delivered throughout the state of Florida to Medicare beneficiaries for more than 25 years. Value, security, knowledge, and trust. Blue Medicare from Florida Blue means more. Call Apple Insurance at 888-MY-BLUE-8 today to speak to a licensed agent about your Medicare Advantage options. That's 888-MY-BLUE-8. Apple Insurance and Florida Blue. Call 888-MY-BLUE-8 today. Florida Blue is an independent license of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association. Lorita Jarvis and Company, helping high-achieving leaders boost their impacts by uncovering blind spots. Lorita Jarvis and Company designs custom solutions that change behaviors within an organization. Lorita's motto is, let's always begin with the end in mind. So in order to design a program for you, she'll ask you to describe what success looks like. Then she'll find a way to create that with you. Each training is designed specifically based on her customers' wants, needs, and budget. Lorita says one size fits one when it comes to training that actually changes behavior. If you're a highly effective leader looking to take your team to the next level, check out Lorita Jarvis and Company. They specialize in helping leaders adapt their communication, identify blind spots, and create more accountability in ways that will actually strengthen relationships at work. Lorita Jarvis and Company. This is Alan Bornstein, Secret to My Success, and today we are going to talk to some of the people that are making this show possible. We have Luis Salasea, former Major League Baseball player, and Mike McGann. He is the guy behind the scenes that makes all this happen. He's got the prettiest face for radio, and he's oh, here with us. The prettiest face for radio. Thanks, Alan. I, uh, I'm used to being the best-looking guy in the room, but looking around here, I mean, come on, I've got some stiff competition. You're also all really good on the air, so this is... um. It's nice to find myself among people who are uh, well out of my level. We are the newbies, and you've taught us everything we know, so I want to thank you. You have been the man. We never want to do the show without you, Mike. Oh, well, thanks for that, Alan. I do appreciate it, but I have a great time hanging out. I get to hear a lot of the great stories, and I'll tell you one of the nice things about it is being here in the spectator position with uh, Secret to My Success, I can sit here and take notes on all uh, all the different advice we get from the wonderful guests you bring in, and I'm basically getting a new MBA just being here in the room. We've had some fun. It's been ridiculous. So the one thing that we haven't done is we haven't talked to Luis Alisea, who is my partner in Passion of Profits. Yes. And we wanted to talk about him and how we've met. So we're going to start with that story. Let's do it. Louis, the floor is yours. Oh, my goodness, my goodness. i tell you what. Uh, it, was, uh, it was a while ago. Uh, 
good friend of mine um, had a, a landscaping business, and I believe Alan had uh, was the HOA president at the time of the, the association where he was mowing, uh, doing the lawns. And that year, obviously, the Red Sox, uh, 2000, was it 2004, I think they won the World Series. Yeah. And that year, um, you know, he knew my friend and they started talking, oh, I know this guy, he played for the Red Sox, he could, you know, whatever. And, you know, being uh, such a high uh, Red Sox fan, Island, all Red Sox guys. So he definitely, you know, asked my friend to call me. Called me about three or four times. I'm like, wow, this guy talks a lot. Oh, so, I was, so I was like, no, I don't want to talk to this guy. <laughs> so eventually he kept calling and calling like, Obviously, Alan Bornstein, when you say no, he just continues to do it even more. So finally, um, we uh, I, I go to meet the guy, and I walk into his office. Right. So I walk into his office, and I see the picture of that I remember the actual time when it happened. Really? And I and, and I said, oh, I remember that. By, by the way, the picture is, what is it? I am at Fenway Park. Okay. Fenway Park uh, is trying to get us to do promotions and pay for advertising with Fenway Sports Marketing. Sure. And they invited me to a game, and I went to the game with the family, and it was an amazing time. They're like, you got to come tomorrow. you got to come tomorrow. I'm like, I can't. I felt like I was taking advantage. I didn't want to do it. Yeah. They're like, no, 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 no. you got to come tomorrow. And I didn't go. And the next day, one of my friends calls me up and says, you're at the game, aren't you, you jerk? I'm like, no. They said your name's on the scoreboard. I'm like, are Ooh, you boy. kidding me? And they sent me the picture, and it's the Red Sox. The Red welcome, Sox welcome, welcome Alan, Alan Bornstein. Bornstein. So anyways, so I walk into the room and I'm like, wow, I remember that day. I remember that picture. He goes, come wow. on, Lou. He goes, yes. The only reason he stuck with me was I kept saying Bornstein, Bornstein, Bornstein. When I saw it in the seventh inning, Red Sox-Yankees game, one o'clock game, it came out on the seventh inning. So it was amazing that, and wow, he was there. So I'm like, he couldn't believe it. Right. So I, when oh, I hold actually on. Hold, you, you got to tell people where you were when you saw it. Where were you? I was actually on the field coaching first base. Okay. And I actually um, was just looking at the scoreboard right before we uh, we go on the field. I'm like, right. wow, uh, Red Sox welcome Alan Bornstein. So I kept saying in my head, Bornstein, Bornstein. Yeah, right there. So sure enough, I, you know, that's hard to forget that last name, Bornstein. It's a tough one. So it's really not that tough here in South Florida. That's I guess when a really There's a different a kind of life began for me. Really? So it was that moment. Your first I, base coach, no, no, and no, all no, of a sudden, no, no, no. totally distracted no, 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 by no, Bornstein's no. name. By Bornstein. But the minute I walk into that office, my life changed. Right then. That moment. Because from that moment, I understood what the word no meant to Alan. It doesn't mean anything. It, it, it doesn't it's a mean meaningless anything. word, right? It just goes, if they tell you no, you just keep going. It doesn't exist. Then we go to, uh, that's when we, actually, that's when actually we started. I mean, we started uh, going to places and meeting people and... You know what? It was a. Uh, it was great it was, for me. Learn. I learned a lot from from Alan. Um, when you are an athlete and you become into the business world, a lot mm -hmm. of times uh, you have the fears. You don't know. So going around with Alan, it really started opening my eyes and, and ears and re listening and understanding the ins and takes. You know, I was still learning from him, but um, I remember went to uh, to the stadium, uh, the Dolphins. Marlins. Mar yeah, uh, Marlins. The Marlins. Yes. Yeah. And um, we're walking through uh, some of the suites, and we saw another Red Sox, Mike D. Which okay. had, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, you're right. That was the Dolphins. No, that was the Dolphins. That was the yes, Dolphins. it was yeah. the Dolphins. And uh, sure enough, I we, we we met another one of the guys that was with the Red Sox in 2004, Mike D. I think he did some public relations. And he was COO. COO? Yeah, I believe he was COO of yeah. the Red Sox. He became the CEO yeah. of... Yeah, or the Dolphins. The Dolphins. The yeah. Dolphins. Yeah. So, okay. you know, that, that you know. Again. I got to tell you, I was amazed. We're walking through. We have a meeting. And this guy jumps out of a meeting as he sees us in the hallway. And he's screaming, Louie, Louie. And he, like, stopped everything. Told everybody he had to stop. And he came out. And he hugged Louie and reminisced. It was just, it was really nice that, Isn't that nice he to cared see that Because that that's much. that kind of bond and connection. No question. And to me, that kind of, of, of long-term bond building is something that, also works toward business success because that's the kind of bond you want with employees, with other people that you bring into business and customers as well. To me, what I see here is so many of these sports skills that you developed are the same ones that are so necessary for success in business. I see it as being so transferable. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, you know, sports is going to teach you so many things that I think that in business is all the same thing, like right. being on time, mm -hmm. you know, the work ethic. 
uh, being on a team, working together. Uh, there's so many things, following direction, um, right. I learning think from others. I uh, think importantly, being in the zone. You know, you hear about a guy who just keeps throwing the ball up and he keeps going in and everybody passes it to him. Right. Business, it's the same thing. You've got to be in a zone. In order to accomplish the things that you the do. The perseverance you got to have when things fail, you got to keep trying. You got to keep grinding. Uh, and and, and we, we can relate so much because baseball is a game of failure. And if you're if you're afraid of failing in the game, you might as right. well not play. And I think in business, you have to take the same approach. There's so many there's so many things that we you're gonna start and there's gonna be your doubters out there is gonna tell you, nah, that's not a good business. Nah, this is not that good. But you know what? If you feel it in your heart and if you feel it down deep that you can do it, right. go for it. It's because passion. in baseball, in sports, you're gonna have your doubters too. Yeah, you're absolutely. gonna you had those people that told you, Hey man, you're too small or hey, you're not that strong. But you know what? They can't mess your heart, they can mess your dedication. You know, yeah, that's determination true. and your discipline. One so. of the things that hits me here also, and I'm sorry, I, this is just so interesting to me because I like this parallel. Uh, in, in social media, such a big thing now, important when it comes to business as well. But one of the things that we do hit with, with social media a lot is a sense of instant gratification right out of the gate. And I think what's missing is the value of practice, the value of learning from mistakes and learning from failures. I, I, That's I think, a key portion of this. I, I think if you don't make a mistake, you're not gonna learn. You gotta make. You're gonna make mistakes. Period. Yeah. And if you, like you said, if you're in a uniform, you're inside the white line, you go make mistakes. You don't make mistakes sitting on the bench. And I think in business, you know, you're gonna take the one-on-one lessons in in the business. You're gonna you're gonna have your hard knocks here and there. But I think if you move forward with it and you learn, you're gonna get better. We asked some of our guess the question tell us about the customer you hated the most and what did you learn from them <laughs> because we believe as you just said failure will teach you something yes yeah, absolutely there has to be we were doing a training session for a real estate company we were helping them out and they said we were talking about what happens when you've got a customer that you've shown around for two months and they won't buy and the guys are like oh it's a worse customer it's lousy i'm like no it's your fault you <laughs> didn't take the time to figure out what they you need wanted to listen to him you need to listen own right. it. You know, listen to what he's saying because he's going to tell you cues that if you pass them on, then you're going to go around in circles and not find out exactly what it is. And it's the same thing in, in sports. You know, there's people that are going to give you the message. Uh, you got you have to learn by watching others make mistakes. You gotta you sit on the bench and guess what? If you blink, you're going to miss something. So you just stay out there watching, paying attention, and that way you don't make the same mistakes he made. Louis, I've got to tell you, I'm so happy to be doing this show with you. You're amazing. You've always motivated me, inspired me. And at some point, we'll talk about your story and what you've been through in order to I get where it, you are. I think it's the other way around. I think uh, you brought me out of where I was, you know, shy and not, you know, not asking the right questions and not really seeing you brought me out of in a different set because I, ha I was like that on the field. But it's different to be on the field and being on the street. It's a totally different world. But it's the same, really. It's just doing it in a different level. Louie, I got to tell you, don't take this the wrong way, but I do love your brother. You're a good guy. You've got a big heart, and you've always tried to do what was best for well, people, even through your you. foundation, you. helping kids going through school. And uh, I can't thank you enough. I'm well, so glad I get to work with good. you every we week. Continue to try. And I've always had an angel watching over me, and he still does. So that's the name of the game. Love it. Mike, is there anything else you'd like to add? At the moment, no. I mean, that, there's a lot to digest, but the bottom line is, that sense of passion, that passion for excellence in whatever it is that you've done, Louie, that's what it takes for a business success. We've seen the same thing with you, Alan. Uh, that passion to do it right, to do it well, to learn from your mistakes. And that's why you always say, tell us about your worst customer. I love how these things come together. And that's really what the secret to my success is all about. Thank you so much. We can't do it without you. You're a good guy, Mike. Nah, I love you guys. Having love fun. Having fun. Always, always great. Tom Reed at WGP Insurance Services is fantastic. Tom's been helping companies save money on their commercial auto insurance, general liability, workers' comp, and more. Customers comment how great Tom is and how much they like working with him. They say things like, he listens to me. He doesn't sell me stuff I don't need. He has saved me thousands of dollars. All you have to do is call Tom at 561-953-2007, extension 105. He'll give you a free analysis of all your commercial policies. Nothing to buy. Find out how much you should be saving or have been overpaying. 
Tom reduced commercial auto from 27000 to 14000 for one of his newest clients. He can do the same for you. Call Tom Reed at WGP Insurance Services, 561-953-2007, extension 105. I'm Tom Reed, and I approve this message. When it comes to health coverage, you want solid value from a trustworthy company you can rely on. Florida Blue offers Medicare Advantage plans that can help you get more out of your health coverage. And don't you want more? Call Apple Insurance, your local agency for Florida Blue, at 888-MY-BLUE-8 to have all your Medicare questions answered and learn about different options. Don't settle for less than the value and stability Florida Blue has delivered throughout the state of Florida to Medicare beneficiaries for more than 25 years. Value, security, knowledge, and trust. Blue Medicare from Florida Blue means more. Call Apple Insurance at 888-MY-BLUE-8 today to speak to a licensed agent about your Medicare Advantage options. That's 888-MY-BLUE-8. Apple Insurance and Florida Blue. Call 888-MY-BLUE-8 today. Florida Blue is an independent license of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association. Good morning, folks. This is Alan Bornstein, secret to my success. Thank you for being with us at this ungodly hour on Saturday morning. We are here with Luis Salasea. He is our lead in Passion to Profit, and he has a very special guest with us this morning. Luis, please introduce your guest. Luis Salasea here, and we're introducing Big Mo Vaughn, Big Diesel. Uh, happy to have you here in the show, Mo, and uh, I know it was... Uh, a little bit with your family issues, but uh, we're very, very happy to, that you can join us this morning and talk about your success. Well, great to great to be with you guys. You know, Luis, we've been friends for a long time. Playing in Boston, played in in Anaheim. You know, we we know each other very well, so it's 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 always good to get on the line with you. Thank you, Mo. Um, let's not talk too much about baseball. You know, I know we had a great career. I know you. You know. We, we really, uh, we were guys that we follow you, but uh, I know you are a great business person, and after your career, you decided to go into business, and in, in the next five to seven years, where do you see yourself in the business world? Well, look, I've been very, very fortunate. You know, I retired in 2004 uh, with the Mets landing in New York City. I was able to start a affordable housing company there, um, basically, in 2004, we produced our first 289 units. You know, we now have 17,000 units across 11 states, wow. um, 800 plus employees. We've probably done aggregate of three and a half billion dollars in construction, and it's just one of those things. You know, we're we're a full service shop. Um, we do our own management, security. Also, you know, we do our own tax credits with our own syndication. So we're a full-service, affordable housing shop. It's probably been the most rewarding thing that I've gotten into, you know, since retirement. Retirement's tough. You know, you and I both know that. Oh, yeah. And when you retire, you know, and I retired at 33 years old. I had an injury. I really didn't know what I was going to be or what my next move was, who I was, what I was doing. You know, you, you hear these these stories all the time. Um, and I was very, very fortunate to see a concept. I was living in Columbus, Ohio, and I learned this concept with some other people. I was able to bring it back to my attorney, and that's how Omni New York LLC was formed. Mm. And we're just very proud to be affecting, you know, the less fortunate, so to speak, or, you know, you know, you know subsidized housing. We're proud to be one of the leaders across the country just providing quality, affordable housing to to people. It's, it's crucial in their upbringing, especially, you know, I'm from the Northeast, so, you know, you have New York, New Jersey's, the metropolises, where this stuff is needed. So it's 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 been very rewarding for me. That's awesome, That's awesome. So, this is Alan. Most of us who watch sports have some sort of mentor, somebody that we we emulated, we wanted to follow. 
Tell me about your business mentor. Who do you think really guided you to where you are today and all the things that you've done off the field? You know, my partner and I'm in New York LLC. Um, he's four years younger than me. He's a Russian cat out of Brooklyn, New York. He was, his name is Eugene Schnurr, lawyer, attorney. He was a murderer's and acquisition attorney. We, we came together, we were brought together um, on some other deals that us athletes really shouldn't do. And he was able to give me the points of, you know, when you want to put your money into something, you want to see it, you want to be able to touch it. You know, and his big things was you want to have brick and mortar. You want to go up and actually touch something, you know, and that's how the whole real estate uh, uh, opportunity came about. Um, we wanted to have things in our life that we can see and grow, and they appreciated. Real estate is, is 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 one of the best, if not the best, type of business to get into. And we were lucky to get into with the help of Michael Bloomberg. Um, you know when that started, uh, and it's just one of those things where. I was lucky to find a very good guy, a very trustworthy guy, and a very, very smart guy to latch on to and teach me the ways and teach my, you know, there's three of us involved and, you know, we've been together for, you know, almost 20 years now and we'll continue to do stuff together. So I was very, very fortunate as an athlete to find trust, to find a very, very hard worker and also to find the knowledge at the same time. And, and I struck, you know, go with that. So I was very, very lucky. Mo, I listened to your story and, and things you're saying, and it's so rewarding to hear that because so many athletes fall into the, onto the other way, you know, onto the other side where they, they, they get involved in businesses that are not profitable and, 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 and then the other side is the one that's making the money. And I think you, you were lucky. You were very fortunate to hit or to meet the right people. But at the same time, I know in baseball, we have a chance, we struggle, you know, and, and we always find a way to, to fight out of that. And this is a different question. Um, do you have any struggles with that? Did you, you know, how do you get out of that? I mean, did you find, what was the difficulties when you got in, any, if you had any difficulties going into this business? Well, let me, let me rephrase. What is the biggest challenge you faced and how did you overcome it in your business? I think the biggest challenge that any athlete face is when you walk into the room, are they going to look at you as an athlete or not? Yes, very true. And I think, and I think your presentation, your professionalism, all those things, you know, are very, very key with having success. You all know that first, you know, you know, there's what do they always say? What's, what's that phrase? You know, you know, you, you never get a shot to do it again. They never get a shot to make up the first impression again. Yes. And that was key to walking in, being on time. Listen, you know, Luis, you know, we have like a, you know, batting practice is a, getting ready for batting practice is like a three-hour window. Yes. In business, you know, if you're on time, you're late. And those are the little things that I had to learn about, being ready, being prepared, looking the part. I had to change my wardrobe into more of a, a business business wardrobe. Um, and I think the biggest thing that I did was I knew I wanted to be in affordable housing. I knew what real estate was, but I really didn't understand the indicacies of it until after three years. So what I did was I kept my mouth closed and I listened because I didn't want to ever act like I was saying something that I thought I knew, but I really didn't know. And you're trying to make a first impression and you look like a fool. <laughs> yeah. Because as, 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 as athletes going into take the time to, to, to close your mouth, open your ears, and listen and learn. So when you finally do get a chance to interject, maybe after four or five years, you know what you're talking about. Well, it's like, it's like anything. You know, we spend all our hours or our times working in our craft, you know, in our skills. As a business person, you do the same thing, but on the other side. So as an, as an entrepreneur, it's really difficult for you to come in into a room the guys have been doing it for 30 years and really think you know more than they do. So I think, you know, the, the approach and the, the, the greatest advice you can give somebody is that. Am I correct? Correct. Just, just listen, learn, have some humility, 
realize, you know, where you are, what you're trying to do, and and and, and try to learn, you know, the, the 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 intricacies of of whatever you're trying to 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 get involved with. You must know. You must know it. You must be able to evaluate it at some point, and 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 understand the process for people to respect you. Mo, this is Alan again. Some great advice that could be used for anybody, whether a former athlete or anybody just going to start their own business. And we really, really appreciate your time today. We need to wrap it up, but I just wanted to give you a, a few seconds to talk about your academy, your baseball academy, because you haven't totally left the sport. Why don't you just tell us briefly what's going on there? You know, we always look for, you know, where are places in society. Very, very lucky to play Major League Baseball for got 13 years of service. I was very, very lucky to get into affordable housing, you know, at our 19th, 20th year, 20th year of success right now. But I think for me, the, 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 the most rewarding part is, you know, I got a son that's, you know, nine years old now. Um, and I started coaching him at five years old. And I think when I finally got back on the field and started coaching these young people, and giving them all the information and knowledge that Luis and I and other players have, have given us and what we know. And I think just getting back on the field and doing that is, is, is the greatest reward for me now. And I have, you know, Vaughn Sports Academy. It's an academy, a full-service shop. We have strength and conditioning, and we can hit and run. We can coach and, you know, teach anybody uh, the game, all aspects of the game right here off of Exit 50, off of 95, off Congress Avenue. Do you have a website? Um, the website is VaughnSportsAcademy.com. You know, the address is 2624 Northwest 6th Avenue, Boca Raton, 33487. But this is where I go every day, and I'm able to give young men and women and kids and boys and girls the knowledge of the game. And for me, that's where I am in my life. I'm very, very happy. I got a, you know, a, a, a conduit to work with my son consistently and work together all the time. So for me, this is where I'm at. I'm very, very fortunate to be here after the, the successes that I've had throughout my life. And Mo, we're very fortunate to have you here with us this morning. We appreciate it. Louis, wrap it up and thank you so much for your time. No, I, I just want to say that thank you, Mo, for being here. Uh, this is a great message to a lot of those uh, athletes or former athletes that want to get into business. Uh, listen to Mo's message. Uh, can do it any better and be successful as you are. And I'm, uh, I'm one of your uh, competitors. I've been to his facility, state class facility, uh, say the art. Guys, if you gonna want to learn the game, but one of the best, that's where you need to be. Thank you again, Mo. Appreciate it. All right, thanks for having me, guys. See thanks, Diesel. All right, brother. See you later. All right. Thanks for listening to The Secret to My Success on Legends 100.3. Tune in next week for more from Alan, George, Lewis, and their spectacular guests. Find the secret to your success.